With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everybody to our February 2024 Animal Reiki Talk. I'm Kathleen Prasad. I'm very happy to be your host this evening as we discuss all things in the world of Animal Reiki. And tonight the focus of my talk will be the best ways to share Reiki with horses and horses are very near and dear to my heart. And so I'm very excited to share this, this um, topic with you tonight. I've also written a blog about this on my website, animalreikisource.com. So you can go check that out if you like as well. And um, my plan for us tonight is to, I'm going to share a bit about our topic and then open it up to you guys for uh, questions and comments. And then we will finish with our animal healing circle, which we always do every month to hold space for each other, to support each other and for the animals. So I wanna start tonight by actually um, letting you guys know that um, yesterday was World Animal Reiki Day. I think some of you here on this call came to the Sunday Zoom celebration sponsored by my nonprofit, Sarah, Shelter Animal Reiki Association. The recording of that wonderful meeting is now um, on YouTube. It's on the Shelter Animal Reiki YouTube, but also it's on Animal Reiki Source YouTube. If you go to my playlist, World Animal Reiki Day, you will see that recording. So you can uh, watch if you missed it. We had so many wonderful speakers talking about the ways animals um, have changed their life and brought so much love and healing. It was a really heartful, heartful time together. And World Animal Reiki Day is really a time to celebrate how Reiki helps animals, but also to um, honor all animals as teachers and healers. And so for me, it's kind of like, you know, I try to celebrate animal Reiki every day of my life, but especially this week, it's uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, February 5th was Dakota's birthday. And many of you know, he was my first animal Reiki teacher and my soul dog who was at my side for 16 and a half years of my life um, and um, dearly departed now, but still definitely um, overseeing from the spiritual realm, a lot of the work that I do, I'm sure. <laughs> so um, happy birthday, Dakota, and happy World Animal Reiki Day to everybody. So let's talk about um, horses and Reiki. And, you know, horses have been my like spirit animal since I was like five years old. And the neighbors across the street on our little neighborhood street in Napa drove their horse trailer up to their house and took their horse out on their lawn. And I looked out my bedroom window and I saw a horse on our neighbor's lawn and I ran over there and it's been a total love affair ever since. There's just something about horses um, that is so majestic and beautiful. And they're just, they're so smart and so interesting and wonderful. And so I've, I've just loved horses my whole life. 
But when I learned Reiki, one of the first animals I started sharing with was horses because I was at the time I was sponsoring a horse riding out on the trails over in the East Bay in Oakland Hills. And so I asked the lady who I was sponsoring her horse to ride out there. And I said, um, oh, you know, hey, I learned this new thing called Reiki. Can I try it on your horse? And she's like, uh, what is it? And of course, in those days, I don't even know how I explained it, but probably not very well, I imagine. But she she loved me and trusted me because I was always there riding her horse. So she said, sure, sure, you know, try it, you know, whatever you, you'd like to do. And I'll never forget one of the very first horse Reiki treatments I ever did was for this wonderful Arab that I used to ride, uh, Sonny. And he was about, he was in his early 20s. And he was an amazing horse because I was just getting back into horses, having not ridden since I was and this. I was like in my mid twenties and I hadn't ridden since I was like in ninth grade or something. <laughs> and so I was really, really rusty. And I took this horse in all my rustiness and not remembering anything bareback, no helmet guys, just cowboy hat bareback out on the trails without a map. I didn't know where I was going. <laughs> this horse knew all the trails back and forwards because he's been going out there for 10 years or something with his um, person. And she she um, was getting older and needed some help giving him exercise and stuff. And that's why I was able to ride him. That horse took me on every trail and we would get to a fork in the road and I'd be like, I, I don't know. And he'd just pick one and I'd be like, this is a beautiful view. I wonder how we get back to the barn. He always brought me back to the barn and I used to bring Dakota off leash and he would just run at our sides. Those were very, very special days. Um, and now, you know, at my age now, I look back and I'm like, that was so dangerous. You weren't in the saddle. You didn't have your helmet. You're very naughty, Kathleen. How could you do that? <laughs> but at the time I was like, yay, <laughs> you know, freedom. We had a wonderful time together. <laughs> and, um, so when I learned Reiki, I immediately thought, oh, I want to share this with Dakota, my dog, and I want to share this with Sunny, the horse that I'm riding. And so I was so excited when his person was open to that. And I'll never forget this, this first session with Sunny. And it was after we had a ride and he was eating his dinner. And so I went into his stall and I just stood with him. And after about, you know, he was eating for a while and then he started to kind of fall asleep and which was uncharacteristic because he always ate his food first. That was like the most important thing. And he was like taking a break from his hay to sleep. And so I kind of noticed that I was like, wow, this is interesting. And then he took his left hind leg and he held it up in the air and he just held it there. And then he, his whole body shook like this big, like, you know, horses, they sort of shake, shake off. He shook something off and then he put his foot down and then he kept eating. And it was so sudden and loud and, and so striking the way he held his leg up and then shook himself and then put his leg down. And then he was like eating dinner. It was so amazing to me. And I thought, wonder what just happened. And I had noticed when I groomed him that he had a, a scar on that leg an old scar. So I decided to ask his person about this. And she said, I said, you know, I told her what happened. And I said, that's really weird. Like, I, I don't know, you know, he's, he doesn't seem to have any problems with that leg. And 
we had a great ride on the trail. So I don't know what happened. And she said, well, that's really weird because 10 years ago, when she, right when she got him, right before she got him, he had gotten tangled up. He had lived on some big property with all this land and he had gotten tangled up in an old barbed wire fence and it gotten wrapped around his left hind leg so that it was up in the air. And he was there for like hours before somebody found him. He was trapped like that for hours. So by the time that someone found him, he was like totally traumatized. His leg was completely ripped apart. And, you know, it was very scary for whoever his person was at that time, but they were able to get him first aid and to clean up his wounds and he, he healed and he was fine from that. But when she bought him from that person, they told her, they said, oh, I just want to let you know that like last year, this weird thing happened on our property and, you know, this happened to his leg, but he seems to be fine. And there's, you know, there doesn't seem to be any lasting damage, but you'll notice a scar there. And that's what that's from. She hadn't thought about it in years. And then when I told her what had happened during the session, we both kind of wondered, well, gosh, what happened? And, you know, now looking back over all my years of working with this practice, I know that healing has no timeline. So when you are going to heal, you might heal from something that's happening right now, or you might heal 10 years from now. But I really feel in that moment, he was letting go of whatever residual trauma that he had from that experience. And I wanted to tell that story for a couple of reasons, you know, one to honor Sonny here at his world animal Reiki day. And he's one of my very, very first animal Reiki teachers. And what an amazing, amazing horse and just took care of me and oh, just oh, loved Sonny. But also this was an experience at the very beginning of my Reiki journey. And so I didn't, I didn't know anything about what I was doing really. <laughs> I had taken a class and I was curious, but I didn't really have a method or knowledge. And I was just sort of standing there wondering what was going to happen. I just had an open heart and I wanted to share this new thing that I'd learned with this horse that I loved. And it was that innocent and that open and sensitive. And yet something really profound happened, right? Also, I didn't have any knowledge of this injury. And I wasn't directing my thoughts to heal something. I was just like, oh, I want to do Reiki with Sunny. What's going to happen? You know? And so this is a great example of what I've learned now over all of these years, 26 years of doing this practice, that we really don't have to know what's wrong and we don't have to direct the energy in any way. In fact, when we do, it becomes a real obstacle a lot of times to holding Reiki space. It becomes very difficult because we get too much in our mind. When we focus on what's wrong, it makes animals uncomfortable. So just showing up with an open heart and sort of excitement and wanting to share and inviting the horse to share that is the beginner's mind that we always want to have. And that's how we can have the deepest experiences of healing with horses. And so that's, you know, easy for beginners, but it's a challenge for us like me who've done this for so long. I don't want to go in there with a bunch of expectations and thinking about what I'm 
doing. I want to just be Reiki with horses. It took me a long time to understand that. But when I look back on that first horse Reiki experience that I had early, early on, Sunny was teaching me everything I needed to know right in that moment. But unfortunately, it took me a lot of years of, you know, <laughs> other trying other things and trying to fix problems and focusing on what's wrong and beaming energy at this and that hurt leg before I finally understood and digested, you know, Sunny's lesson, his early lesson to me. But that's the way horses are. They teach us these lessons and then they patiently wait for us to understand them or not. They accept us exactly where we are in each moment. I love that about them. So I thought I would talk about tonight, um, you know, some of the things that I wrote about in my blog um, this month. And it's really just sort of some practical things about, you know, when I'm going to approach horses to share an animal Reiki session with them. What are some things I should consider? What are, what are my top tips for you guys as you go to share Reiki with horses? So the first thing is to think about like, when is the best time? And sometimes you can choose when you're gonna share Reiki because you have a really open, flexible you know, schedule. But other times you only can go out to the barn during these two hours. And guess what? That's when they're feeding dinner. Oh no, <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. Anytime is a good Reiki time. I would say my favorite time to share Reiki with horses is when they're not, there's nothing loud going on at the barn. So they're, they're not driving around, dropping off hay and feeding. There's not a lot of commotion and stuff happening, but if you can find that little hour where it's quiet. And like, for me, I love sharing Reiki with my horse. Like after we've gone out on the trail and come back, I've given him a few treats and he's totally happy. Then it's quiet at the barn. And then I can share Like that's my favorite time because he's had his exercise, his mental stimulation, you know, he's been out and had fun. Maybe we saw some coyotes or a bobcat or something really cool and interesting. So he has that like happiness and his and interest in his brain has been like stimulated. And he's, you know, he's an older guy. So he's been exercised and his body feels good and loose and everything. But they're not feeding. They're not, you know, doing something, you know, loud around the barn. It's just quiet. And that really is conducive to a great Reiki nap. And that's what I love when horses take wonderful Reiki naps during sessions. But that's not the only time that you can share Reiki with horses. And I, I also, another time that I like to share is when they're in a pasture with their herd and everybody's grazing on the grass. And then you can just sort of set yourself out there with the herd and just be one with the herd, be one with nature, enjoy being under the sky and in the grass and just, just soak up that nature part of it and, and be present with that in that space. And then the horses are grazing. Some of them may continue to graze, but you may notice that they move closer to you when they're grazing, or they might take breaks from grazing and just relax and take a little sort of snooze and then they wake up again and graze a little bit more and so on or they might even come over and sniff your hands horses get very curious when we're offering reiki 
Um, and so they'll come over and sniff your hands, put their nose in your chest to connect with you. And so it's really wonderful when they're just sort of being relaxed in their habitat and you can just offer this beautiful space. So um, another time that I like to share animal Reiki with horses is after they've had dental work and maybe they've been sedated and they're kind of coming out of it. That's a great time to hold space with them. Or if they aren't feeling well, sometimes we'll have a horse that colics at the barn. And, you know, last time this happened, I was there to like take a lesson, but I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm going to skip the lesson because I want to do Reiki right now for this horse that's uncomfortable. And it really helped to ease his comfort. He ended up being okay and, you know, kind of coming through it on his own. Um, so Reiki can be really supportive if you have some kind of a, an acute situation or acute moment. Um, I remember my current horse that I have, Kodiak, when I first got him, he was just turned four. He's now 22. So this was a long time ago. And he was wild. This kid was wild. I remember when I took him out to show my husband my new horse that I got when he was out of town. <laughs> oh, welcome back to town. Surprise, you have a new child in our family. <laughs> and I remember I took him out um, of his paddock to walk him down to the barn and he cantered in circles around me the entire walk. <laughs> so my husband's watching me. He's like, uh, this is your new horse. He was so full of himself and full of energy and just create a crazy baby basically in those days. <laughs> and then the day after I got him, he was so crazy running around that he poked his nose on a wooden fence and cut his nose and he needed stitches for his nose. It was bleeding really badly. So we had to call the vet and the vet had to come out. And so we, we had to put him in cross ties and hold direct pressure on the wound. And he, for the first time since I'd had him, which had only been a day, but he actually stopped and he was like, what happened? My nose hurts, you know? And he was like standing there and kind of thinking about what was going on and everything. And so the vet came and numbed up his nose and was sitting there with, you know, a needle and thread and sewing up his nose. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to stand here and offer Reiki while this is happening. And that was the first time that I shared Reiki with Kodiak. Now we've done it so many times over the years, right? He's bored of it by now, probably. But in those days, I remember he looked at me. He totally relaxed and the vet's like, wow, he's being so good, you know? And I knew it was the Reiki space that he was connecting to, but that was the moment where he, we really bonded. You know, it happened quickly because that, that little injury he had, and then I was there holding space for him. And he went, oh, my new mom seems to really be <laughs> connected to me and what's going on. And he looked at me in a different way. And so it was a wonderful way for me to like bond right away with him. And so those kind of you know, little emergencies that happen with our horses, those are also a really good time for us to radiate all is well and to hold a really grounded, calm space and that everything's okay. And then our horses know they can really come to us when they want that kind of energy and that calm grounding. So they can really rely on us for that. So 
he learned that about his mom early on in our relationship together, which is wonderful. So be creative when you think about when you're going to share Reiki with horses. There's no wrong time, except if your horse says no. If your horse isn't in the mood or doesn't want to share Reiki, then of course that would be a time that we would say, okay, well, I felt like it, but you don't. So I respect that because we always give our horses choice. So when you're going to share Reiki with horses, your intention has a big impact on whether the horse will be receptive or whether they're going to be defensive. So my suggestion is to start by greeting the horse, um, say hello to them just softly and let them know that, you know, you're there to hold space for them. And then you can ask permission to share Reiki and you can do it aloud or just in your mind, because it's not so much the words that you're saying, it's the energy that comes with that intention that they feel. You can say something as simply as, would you like to share animal Reiki with me? Or you could say, um, I just set my intention to share this meditation space with this horse. And then sometimes I'll say, um, without expectation, it's completely up to them if they want to step into the space with me. And then once you've set your intention, the horse feels your energy. So something we wouldn't want to do is just march in to a horse's stall or paddock and just say, you know, it's time for Reiki. I'm doing Reiki on you now and like put our hands on them. <laughs> That's a no-no. So the other idea is, oh, I'm just sort of holding space. I invite you to share this space. Would you like to share this space with me? And then it's much more of like a humble, open way of approaching the horse. So they already feel that gentleness in your energy already, even before you've really begun. So the next part is to begin your meditation. But first you want to find a place that is that you feel is a safe space to share the session. So that depends on who the horse is, what your horse experience is too. You can have zero horse experience and have a super successful Reiki connection with a horse and learn so much about who they are too, but do it from outside the fence <laughs> since you don't know much about them, right? I still often like to share Reiki from outside of the fence, even if I know the horse, because sometimes they're too mouthy with like, do you have treats? Do you have carrots? Do you have, I'm usually wearing this coat that I wear at the barn. And I always keep the cookies for Kodiak in that coat. And so even when I give Kodiak all my cookies and then I go to do Reiki, then my coat still smells like cookies. <laughs> so it's kind of hopeless. So what I do is um, stay outside the fence and then they figure out pretty quickly, oh, she's not giving me treats. Oh, what is she doing? Oh, hmm. And then they can come forward to the fence and I can put my hands on them through the fence if they want physical touch or they might choose to stay outside. But because I'm not inside with them, I can go much more deeply into the meditation. I can close my eyes and then I like to open them every once in a while and just check on how they're responding. But I can, I can really um, go deeply into that quiet meditation space. If I decide I want to 
do Reiki from inside, let's say a pasture with the herd, the whole herd of horses. Now it's important that I'm much more conscious of my surroundings and my safety. So I'm going to need to keep my eyes open. Even when I'm meditating, I'm going to want to be able to move um, because horses move a lot. Sometimes they might chase each other or run. And so you want to just be aware of your surroundings. And I always like to start if I'm, you know, with a horse in a paddock situation, I would start five to 10 feet away and let them close the gap. I don't want to start right up next to them. And that way it really shows them that if they want to connect and how they want to connect, it's going to be on their terms, not mine. So I don't go over there and just put my hands on them because that would be me leading the session. I want them to lead the session. If I'm in a, a herd of horses, then I will give even more space than that. In a herd, I might give um, 20 feet. Um, and I also, in a herd situation, I try to be very conscious of who the alpha in that herd is. And usually, you know, it's the horse that comes and greets you when you go in there because the alpha always checks everybody out and make sure. <laughs> so I always watch the alpha, listen to the alpha, respect the alpha. Sometimes when I offer Reiki in a herd situation, the alpha comes and stands between me and the rest of the herd and doesn't let the other horses come up to me. So he'll chase them off if they try to come up and, and connect with me. But usually that only happens for the first part of the session. So if I'm standing in there for an hour, maybe the first half an hour, maybe 40 minutes, if that alpha is a real Reiki hog, <laughs> he's taking it all. It's like, I don't want you to connect with anyone. This is all for me. <laughs> and then at some point he'll decide he's had enough take a nice sigh and he'll walk away. And as soon as that happens, then the other horses have permission and then they can come forward. And a lot of times they'll take turns coming up to me, putting their nose on my chest, touching my hand, greeting me, thanking me for being there and then go graze nearby. Sometimes the whole herd will take turns coming up and greeting me in that way. And then they'll center themselves around me somewhere in the pasture. So what I try to do with in that situation is just be respectful of the alpha, as I said, of the horse dynamics. Also, I'm conscious not to get in between two horses because that can be a dangerous situation if they're going to, you know, bite at each other or kick at each other, as they sometimes do. And um, so I'll think about having horses on one side of me and an open space on the other. In the same way, I wouldn't want to be between a fence and have a horse come up to me. So if the fence is behind me, the horse is right next to me. I'd want to like have be, I would shift my position to the side so that I always have open space to back up if needed. Those of you who are horse people may know this, but those of you who are not, and you want to share Reiki with horses from outside the fence, which I think is a great idea. Horses see almost 360 degrees, but they do have two blind spots and it's the area directly in front of them and the area directly behind their tail, just that little narrow band in front and behind. So anytime I'm with a horse, I want to make sure I'm not standing in one of those two blind spots because horses are prey animals and they can get startled. And if they don't see you, they can't avoid you. <laughs> so make sure they know where you are. If you're working with a blind horse, then I always like to stand on the side where they can see me if I'm working with a blind horse. Unless if 
sometimes a blind horse will be standing with his buddy. Blind horses often um, in herds, they have seeing eye buddies. Um, my first horse, Shawnee, uh, was a seeing eye buddy for his mare. And the two of them were out retired in a pasture together and she lost an eye. And then forever, Shawnee was always standing on the side of where she had no sight. So she was, I called him, he was her seeing eye horse. <laughs> so whenever I shared Reiki with them, she didn't like me standing on the other side. She wanted me over with Shawnee. So I would always stand on the side of Shawnee, who was always standing on the side of her side that couldn't see. And she just liked me to be on that side. So you can sometimes tell where horses feel comfortable. Um, and you can, you know, find that perfect spot where you can stand and do the Reiki session. Of course, you can also walk while you're doing this meditation. You can, you know, if you're outside from where the horses are, you can sit down and hold a meditation space. So you can be flexible and kind of find um, all different ways to connect. So really the basis of the connection comes from your meditation. So some people ask me, well, which meditation should I use? <laughs> and I always say, whatever, whatever meditation feels right for you in that moment, which is the meditation that appeals to you that you feel like doing, which one is feels connected to your heart. That's the meditation you should do in the moment. One of my favorite meditations to do is the healing pond meditation. I have written this meditation in my book, Heart to Heart with Horses. If any of you have that equine Reiki book that I wrote several years ago. So um, it's, it's really a beautiful meditation where you basically envision all of your compassion and loving kindness that you pour it into this pond. And then you invite the horse to drink from the pond if they wish. It's a really like non-direct way of offering space to a horse and really giving them choice. I like it because when we meditate, the energy we radiate is what horses connect to. And we don't want to be beaming anything at them, being really direct because that can make them uncomfortable. So anything we can do when we visualize sharing the energy with them so that it's up to the horse to lead that process that's going to be much more successful. Horses feel more trust. They feel, even if they're a horse from a traumatic situation, they'll feel, oh, I can trust you. I don't trust people, but I trust you because our energy is so open and we're not forcing or pushing anything. So this month in my Mighty Networks community, we'll be focusing on horses all month and the healing pond meditation will be our focus, which I'm very excited to do that meditation tomorrow, actually. But when you are in the situation with horses, choose the meditation that feels right for you. So um, when you are with horses, you want to, to focus on your meditation, but you also want to think about what emotional energy are you bringing to this space? Because how we show up for horses matters. I often tell the story of um, my, my trainer from years ago, her horse had bladder stones and was in a lot of pain. So he was going to have to go to UC Davis to have surgery. And so I showed up that morning and they were waiting for the trailer to come and everybody was all upset that he had to do this surgery and he was in a lot of pain. 
And so my trainer said, oh, can you share Reiki with him while we're waiting? So the first thing I had to do before I even walked in there with him, I had to let go of all my emotions and worry and fear about what was going on. That was quite, um, you know, catching from everybody around me because I walked into that chaotic barn and then I was immediately like, ah, I'm an empath. So I'm all, oh my God, oh my God. And then I'm like, wait, I can't go in for the Reiki session like this. So I went into the tack room and I took a few moments to just do some hara breathing. And then I went in and stood with him. He was, he had an indoor and an outdoor paddock and I stood in the indoor, he was outside and I just started my meditation. Then I invited him to join me. He was a big horse. I heard his footfalls because I had my eyes closed. I opened my eyes. He was coming in. He walked across the stall to where I was. He put his nose on my chest and he sighed. Perfect. Very quiet, calm, lovely. Then my mind started wandering. Oh no, he's got this issue. What should I do? Should I move closer to his bladder? I was th thinking these minds in my mind. I'm like, does he need me to be closer to where he's having pain? I'm, I'm touching his face, but like I'm having, as soon as I started having these thoughts and worries, he opened his eyes that had been like drooping. He stuck his head in the air and then he turned and he walked out in a big huff. And I'm like, oh, shoot. My emotions were chaotic. I started worrying. I started like focusing on what was wrong with him. I did all the wrong things that I tell my students not to do. <laughs> and he left. So then I had to, oops, okay. Hara breathing, all is well. Let go of what's wrong. There's nothing to do just to be here with an open heart and just remember everything's okay. As soon as I got myself back in that space, I heard his feet again. I opened my eyes. Here he comes. Nose on my chest again. So we stood there again for this beautiful connection and I could feel the relief that it was giving him. Well, I'm a human, so my thoughts went back to worry a few times in the space of, I did about maybe half an hour session for him and probably five or six times I blew it and he left. But he always forgave me. And as soon as I got myself back in the space, he came back and connected with me. So it's this story is a great example of one, how we show up with horses matters because they're so sensitive to our energy. but. Number two, they always forgive us because <laughs> they know we're human and we're trying. So even if you're not perfect, that's okay. As soon as you gather yourself again, they'll give you another chance. And that's really the only way that I've learned as much as I have from horses over the years is because they always, always give me another chance, even when I accidentally go back into worry or I start, you know, my emotions get really turbulent or whatever that they do give us another chance. They always show us immediately where we are. They're, they're very physically responsive. So that's really typical that a horse comes to you. And then when you're in that beautiful Reiki space, and then when you lose it, they leave, they're out. And so you can really see when a big thousand pound or more animal is walking away from you, or walking towards you, you can take a moment and say, what is my state of mind? What is my emotion? 
okay, I see they're showing me how they want to connect and what kind of space they want me to hold for them. So they're really immediate teachers and great teachers of that. So um, how do you know that a horse is connecting to you and relaxing? I've given a couple of examples in the stories that I've told you tonight, but um, any, any sign of relaxation or that a horse is, is interested in connecting to you, and that looks different for different horses, but it can be things like lowering their head, relaxing their neck, um, their neck getting lower and lower and lower, um, a relaxed muzzle, droopy lips, licking and chewing, um, their ears pointed forward towards you or kind of relaxed to the sides, um, a low and relaxed tail, sighing or deep rhythmic breathing. I often have horses yawn over and over and over again, big yawns like 10 times in a row. That's like very typical that can happen. They lower the lids and have very soft eyes. Um, they might cock their hind leg and really rest their body. So all of these things and more, uh, depending on the horse, can show that they're really connecting to you. Do they come up to you? Maybe not. Maybe they're showing these signs from across the paddock or even 20 feet away in a pasture. But horses are highly sensitive. So even if they're not directly in your physical presence, they still key off the energy that you bring. And so if you see these signs of relaxation, even though they're not physically approaching you, you know that they are responding positively to the Reiki space that you have created, which is a great success. How long should these Reiki sessions last? Try to aim for 30 to 60 minutes because you need time to calm down, quiet your mind and get in that beautiful space. And the horse may need time, especially if they don't know you or they've been through something, they're recovering from some kind of you know, trust issue with humans, it may take them a while to realize you're not pushing anything on them. You're not forcing anything on them. This is completely up to them. So they might not be sure if they're going to connect for a while, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. And then they're like, okay, she hasn't come over to me. She's not focusing on what's wrong. She's, she's telling me that I'm beautiful and perfect. Ooh, I like this person. And so then they'll finally relax. So if you don't stay for longer, you might miss that. If you only stay for 15 minutes, you never get relaxed. The horse never gets relaxed. You never feel that connection. So longer sessions are always better with horses. And my last tip for you guys tonight is how do you end a session? I always end a session with gratitude. I like to do gasho and just say thank you and really acknowledge what the horse has brought to the space, what the horse has taught me. Not just that I'm the healer coming in, right? No, I am, I'm offering and holding a space of peace. But when the horse chooses to step in, oh, it becomes a sacred space. And it's such an honor. And I learned so much from horses. So I always want to end in that space of gratitude and humility for the horses. So you can do that through, I like to just do a little gasho, but you can always just put your hands over your heart and thank them, but just finding a little ritual to sort of finish and to say goodbye and be in that space of gratitude. That's a great way, you know, we want to enter in a space of, 
of respect and gratitude and then exit in that same energy and space. <clears throat> Gosh, I could go on and on and on about horses all day long because I love them so much and I have had so many amazing animal Reiki experiences with them, but that's a lot for tonight. <laughs> so I'm going to stop there. There's more in my blog on my website, as I, as I said, um, and um, I hope this has been helpful. So I'm going to open it up to all of you. If any of you want to share a Reiki experience that you have had with a horse, or if you have any questions that came up during my talk, I'll open it up to you guys. You can unmute yourself. You can type something into the chat. Olive. Yes. Can unmute. Sorry. Oops. No. Okay. Now. Okay. Um, just a couple. One thing I noticed uh, about the ears, since you were mentioning that, you know, forward always attentive. They also do like a little flop. You'll see them flop an ear, and one will be pointed at you, and that you know, like it's kind of like this way, and then this one pointed at you. And usually, what that means to me is that. They are like calmly inside of themselves. It's a very inward activity on their part. I love that. It. I try not to stare at them. My, I lift my eyes up a little bit to see that they're doing that. But it. Um, when I see that, it's like they have participated with you. In the, it's really lovely to see. And they do lower their head just a little bit. They don't seesaw. They just drop it down just a little bit. But mm -hmm. I've had some. My very first experience, like almost like what you were sharing, was with a horse that had lost one on. And that was my very first experience, um, animal Reiki with a horse. And it's to this day probably... If I have like a moment where I feel like I'm not in the right place, I bring that memory back to me. And then I realize that it's so beautiful that just keep going, just keep creating that wonderful space. And I have to say, I worked with dogs a lot, but I really, horses have always been my first love since a kid. And they, I have one now that he is uh, Appaloosa and he's completely blind now. And that's really um, talk about uh, a horse teaching you things. Um, that's a very different scenario than all the horses that I've worked with over the last couple of years. It's completely different. Everything is different, but they're so magnificent in their energy and he, I'm going to tell you, he has really taught me to be listening to what I'm doing and then in silence opening this space to him so that the energy that I have there, I don't have any of the extraneous energy with me. I kind of, my very first like meditation experience was always the Hara breathing. That's what I did with horses for a long, because I couldn't remember all the other meditations. <laughs> so I did that and I did that over and over again. And it's always been kind of my go-to. And the Joshua uh, Koku Cho one, that one too. But to this day, if I 
if like something creeps into my head with the horse, you know, and then I realize I've lost focus. I've always gone back to the hard breathing. I just tell myself in my head to breathe. And then that space opens up again and whatever I was cluttering it with, you know, monkey mind, it goes away. But the, I think the blind um, horse uh, Braveheart that I have right now has taught me the most about how important silence is. And there aren't words for that. Mm -hmm. It's it, what it is. And that is something that will gentle a horse immediately if you can just be silent for a while, quiet. Mm -hmm. I always say hello. And I, you know, in a very soft voice and ask permission. And you're right. When they don't want to do something, they just have a really fine way of letting you know. <laughs> the ears go back and they go off somewhere else. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny, but you get it. And then you go, okay. And the alpha horses, they're, they're very cheeky, most of them, you know, and they just have a way of just well, it's all about me and it's going to be about me for about whatever time you're here. But I'm going to say this. Uh, I was working with one at a rescue and he, he, who is a thoroughbred retired racehorse, he got used to me. I mean, kept coming out and coming out and coming out and not talking. I, did, I would just stand there, Kathleen. I would just like stand there. And finally, finally, his ears came up. You could see him relax. His posture was good. His breathing was nice. Nostrils were real cute. And he just let go of whatever it was that he had to be in charge of. And I'm going to tell you that kind of feeling just makes you feel like, oh, my God. that You, you know, it's a gift. Yeah, so it sure is. That's so beautiful when that happens. It's so all amazing. experiences, Kathleen, with horses, they have made my Reiki practice it's just really, un I, I could cry thinking about it because it touches me so much. And I always, like you, just, I have so much gratitude. But I, I do gosh, but I also do heart when I go. And um, I never, ever leave without thanking them, ever. So I appreciate what you're saying because I can relate to so much of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you it. kathleen thank, thank you. you thank you for sharing that okay. anybody else hi kathleen hi <laughs> um oh i've loved horses also since i was a kid and i've had most of my experience with dogs and cats and so when I go do Reiki with horses, I have not done well. <laughs> um, they're kind of, they're making me face myself and look at myself is the best way for me to describe it. Um, they intimidate me in that sense of, because they're so sensitive to energy and I, I, uh, I, I'm working on it, but um There's a herd of Mustangs that um, at a sanctuary up here in Utah that I started going to see last year and I haven't been back. And I think it's because I'm intimidated and afraid, not afraid, afraid is not the right word, but I guess, I guess it's just something I need to work on. Um, 
because they are so sensitive, but there's just this like block of worry when I go do it with them. Like I, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to show me what I'm not doing right, you know? <laughs> and so I just, um, I don't know. I just had to share that. I had to get it out because it's been something on my mind. And that's part of the reason why I joined the, the session tonight. So thank you. Well, remember the story I told where I kept making a mistake and they kept, he kept forgiving yeah. me. So they are, <laughs> they are so forgiving and so um, they understand this whole energy thing at a level that we can't even come close to. So if you just go there with a humble heart and ask them to teach you, don't even think that you have to hold space for them. Just say, I just, if I am here, would you teach me? I'm willing to learn and just really just listen to them. Um, you know, maybe that could help you because if you feel if you're putting pressure on yourself that you have to like be something or do something, then maybe it's too intimidating. But maybe if you just show up to listen and to learn at the feet of your teachers, you know, maybe maybe that will feel less intimidating to you. That that, that does already. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yes, for sure. beautiful it's beautiful that we you know they we're so judgmental of ourselves but they really accept us for who we are and where we are and that's another thing to remember <laughs> is that we're so hard on ourselves but they're that's not the way animals are um and so they're just gonna see you as you are and completely accept that with an open heart that's just the way they are they're honest and authentic and they show up the way they are hey this is me you know, some horses I've met, they're like, hi, I've got issues, take it or leave it. <laughs> you know, they really don't hide any of that. And, and so it is, it is a little intimidating when we realize they see to our soul, they see through to us when they look at us, they see all the way to our soul. And so we can't hide anything from them, but that when they look at us, it is with eyes of compassion and acceptance. It's not the way that we look at ourselves, you know, so, um, so, you know, it's something to be learned about acceptance, self-compassion and, um, and loving kindness. We can learn a lot from a horse's eye about those things. So keep me posted Tempest. I want to know next time you go, how that is. Thank you. Anybody else before we do our little healing circle tonight? All right. So let's do our meditation together. Let's go into Gasho and palms together. We just take a moment to set our intention. And as always, I love to dedicate the energy of this practice to our animals. If you're with your animals physically, wonderful. We can just invite them in to share space with us. And if not, just bring them to your mind and heart. We invite them to step in and share the space if they wish of this meditation tonight. But it's completely up to them. And I also want to expand our intention tonight for all horses in the world, domesticated and wild. 
And just hold space for these beautiful, majestic spiritual beings. We see you and you're perfect and beautiful. And we hold space for you. And then we'll rest our hands on our lap and do some Hara breathing. So your Hara is your energy center in your lower belly. You can visualize it as a beautiful sphere of light shining out. This is your connection to your grounding and earth energy. So as you breathe, you're going to imagine your breath is a beautiful healing light. It comes in through the crown of your head and fills your body as you inhale all the way down to the hara, the lower belly. And then as you exhale, imagine that light can expand out of every pore in your skin and into your aura and out into the universe. So we're bringing all of our mind and heart to the breath now, okay? So breathing in the light, filling your body, connecting to the lower belly, and breathing out, expanding this light all around you, out into the universe. Breathing in the light, connecting with the Hara, breathing out, expanding this light. And take a few more breaths at your own pace, just focusing on the light, filling your body with light, and exhaling, expanding that light. And then just relax your breath and see yourself sitting in this beautiful space of light. This light is filled with peacefulness, harmony and balance, perfect healing. And imagine this light that radiates from you as a beautiful invitation to animals who might want to step in and share the space of peace and compassion and loving kindness. So just feel yourself holding that space, just shining your light as a gentle offering to the animals. and letting go of expectations, however the animals choose to connect or not. It's completely up to them. We just hold the space with love.
And bringing our hands back into Gosho. And just take a moment to thank your animals for however they chose to share and connect in this moment, which is perfect. And setting our intention to finish, take a nice deep breath and slowly come back and open your eyes. Well, thank you all for being a part of tonight's discussion. And uh, I love the sharing as well. And I hope it's been helpful. And uh, if you haven't ever tried sharing Reiki with horses, I hope that you do because it's a wonderful, amazing experience. So blessings, everybody. Have a great evening. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.